This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strong. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who's ready to jump into the weird like a bunch of reindeer off a cliff, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I hope Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr weren't watching this episode. Yeah. There, there was no need for them to take that shrapnel. <laughs> I know they were they were catching some nowhere. strays, man. They were catching some yeah. serious strays. So, uh, yeah, so a lot, quite a bit to talk about here in the first episode of Oh yeah of a new show that we're talking about. So, if you're new to the show, well, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast a couple of years ago, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the first episode of True Detective. Night Country on HBO and HBO Max. Whether or not you are new or irregular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, 10 or $20 level and when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. doesn't matter which level you're signing up for. All four get you the, the show ad-free on the Patreon app. Uh, but if you want some additional bonus content, the 5 the 10 or $20 level, that's where you need to sign up for those. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We would love it if you left us a five-star rating on both of those platforms, if you got both. And if you do have Apple, we would love it if you wrote us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. Uh, both of those things go a long way in getting the show into the ears of new listeners. And if you ever want to interact with us, if you'd like to reach out to us, we'd love for you to do that as well. Just go to Main Attraction Pod. Well, email us at mainattractionpod at gmail.com, and we would love to hear from you there. Uh, just send us any thoughts, any questions that you might have, any comments you'd like to add, suggestions on things you'd like us to cover. We're always willing to hear and listen to whatever anybody has to say. So, like I said, just reach out to us through email at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. If you want to crap on the Beatles, you know, send yeah, it in. Yeah, I know. Send that in, too. Well, you know, whatever you want to do. You we'll know, listen. We, we, may, we may not agree, but we'll listen. <laughs> There's yeah, no question yeah. about that. So, All right. Uh, yeah, so email us at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, so this is uh, True Detective Night Country Part 1. Um, let's just talk real quick about the series. Look, I don't have a whole lot of experience with this. I have uh, started watching the first season. I have not finished it. You've watched oh, all man. three. Oh, you need to get all that. Yeah, no, I haven't, yes. I haven't had a chance to finish it. But you've seen all three seasons yes. of it. Uh, so your history with this show uh, coming into this one. So started watching the first season. I think I watched, I think I binged it right after it finished. So mm -hmm. I watched it pretty pretty quickly after. Loved it. Right. One of the best seasons of TV ever. Really changed the TV landscape yeah. after that as well uh it's where like oh big stars we can do tv for a season <laughs> yeah they can uh, second season phenomenal cast vince vaughn colin farrell taylor kitsch rachel mcdadams and it was really disappointing it was oh, really? not good it lost a lot of the luster from the first season and then the third season uh mahershaw ali stephen dorff it was good okay 
uh, it was a really good season. So I love this show. Even even the the display of the second season, I'm still a big fan, and uh, I'm very interested to see what they're because if you're going to do a pilot, this is the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's just kind of talk about the in general overview of what we saw of this first uh, episode of this first of this season of television show. So. Uh, I thought it was good. Uh, I'll let you talk about first before I get into specifics. So what were your thoughts on this uh, first episode of the season? If you want to get someone hooked, do it like this. Because yeah. this this was a very uh, a very incredible hour. It's in, I read something where the, um, the creator, Issa Lopez, who is like a Mexican writer-director, is... Right. Uh, she did this movie, Tigers. Tigers are not afraid. I've not seen it, but nah, it's supposed to be very good. But she's inspired by Seven, the movie Seven, the movie The Thing, and the and the first season of True Detective. Okay. That's that's what she got interested. You can see all of that in this, especially the yeah. thing early on with the science lab, and then True Detective with you know, I mean, excuse me, with seven with the with the tongue yeah. and just weird stuff. And this felt like a horror movie more yeah. than any of the other ones. Yeah, I mean, the first, like I said, I've not finished the first season, but I mean, the first season obviously there was weird stuff that was going on. Yeah, uh, and- especially. If you get to the end, there's even more. The yeah. last episode specifically. Like I said, so there's weird stuff going on. This one, though, this feels very, very much like maybe there is something yeah. otherworldly that is the cause of this. Uh, I Especially said, with whatever the hell's going on with Fiona Shaw. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was, like I said, this episode was, it was just so interesting because there was so much that was going on and like I was like where are we going with all of this mm-hmm. uh, and like it, I say that like it may sound like a bad thing but it was just more intrigue that I had about yeah. about the show and about what they were doing with it than anything else and like I said I, I still I have no idea where they're going with any of this uh, yeah and I'll be really interested to see how they they tackle it now look this obviously the star of this thing is Jodie Foster oh it, man it's been a long time since we've really seen her anything what's the last thing she was in well she's in that movie is it Myad that came out this year that's getting some Oscar buzz but besides that she's been directing a lot of TV yeah, she's been directing like Orange is the New Black House of Cards so no nah, I mean she, she the last 10 years she's been barely acting yes yeah, so, so we haven't seen her obviously you know with the directing and stuff she's been she's yeah. been active but like I said I was really surprised just you know how long it, when I when yeah. I heard her this, I heard that she was going to be on this show I was like wow Nyad is the name of that movie with her and Annette Benning. it's on Netflix okay I've heard of it I have not seen it but yeah I had not seen it either. But like I said, I was really interested to see uh, what she was going to bring to this. Um, and <sighs> Callie, she brought it. Oh yeah, she did. She actually, you know, you re- you remember very very quickly why she is one oh, of yeah. the greatest actresses to mm-hmm. ever live. I mean, she's absolutely phenomenal. Yes, absolutely, she, uh, she's absolutely phenomenal, and she's just absolutely great in in this episode of television. And I'm sure she'll be great in the rest of it. Uh, the other lead actress in this is Callie Reese. I'm not familiar with her. Are you familiar with her? She's a boxer, the turned actress. I can see the boxer in her. I can definitely. Yeah, see that. she was like a world champion boxer. 
Yeah, like I said, so I, I wasn't really sure what to yeah. expect from her coming into this, uh, but she holds her own with a... She really does. With a really That's impressive. Voice. Yeah, it really was. And she's only been in a couple of things before this, but yeah. she she holds her own very well. Yeah, she does. Like I said, I, was, I wasn't familiar with her coming into this, so I wasn't really sure what to expect from her, uh, but really good stuff from both of them. Uh, they are obviously carrying this, and they'll probably carry this thing throughout the entire oh, yeah. thing. So It's only six episodes. I know the previous seasons were all eight episodes, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I'm interested about that because uh, it feels like we're really going to get a lot. And I feel like we've got a lot in this episode, yeah. so it's not gonna, they're not going to like space it out. We're going to get a lot more. Yeah, it feels like every episode, since it is only going to be six, is going to be pretty jam-packed yeah. full of stuff uh, as we dive into this story, which is... Well, I guess let's just go ahead and dive into it. So, yeah. uh, show starts off uh, December 17th. This is the beginning of like a week long, or maybe even longer than that. I'm not exactly sure how long it lasts. I thought it was 40 days. Is it 40 days? Okay. I was like, I said, I'm not sure how long it was, but it's a, it's a long period of in uh, up at the very, very uh, top of the world and very bottom of the world, uh, the uh, Arctic uh, Poles and the Antarctic Poles. At certain, you know, during the summer solstice, it's it's days for it's daylight for days on end, uh, and same thing for night. Uh, around the winter solstice, it is it is nighttime for days on end. And there's this legend, you know, that w- during the nighttime, weird things happen because it is just perpetually yeah. night for so long. Uh, and this is the start of that. So it's on December seventeenth. Uh, we are in Alaska. We are very close to the very top of the world, and we have a Native American who is hunting a herd of deer. And a couple of them yell, and then they go jump off a cliff. And like, yeah. we're hitting the weird early with this already. So, <laughs> well, I thought the same thing. I, one shout out to that CGI; it looked pretty good. It did. The, it really the, did. Yeah, of the uh, reindeer, caribou, whatever they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, anytime you see a group like those big animals running, uh-huh. it's frightening. Oh, yeah. Especially watching them jump off a cliff. Yeah, like I said, I thought they were running towards the guy who was about to shoot them, but I did too. But that was not the case. They were running to jump off off of a cliff. And like whenever animals do weird things, yeah, it's like scary and like you don't know what's coming. You don't know why they're right. doing it. So like it's always a precursor to something even more you know disastrous coming. So. Yeah, I feel like we saw this in Yellow Jackets a couple oh, times. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty certain we did. So. Uh, so after they have jumped off of their off of their cliff, um, we then shift to the Salal. Is that how they pronounce it? Sala. Salal. I don't know. I'm probably going to mispronounce it a few times until we get yeah. it a little bit more often. But the Salal uh, Arctic Research Station, uh, where we are starting off with Ferris Bueller, which is I was like, hey, this is great. I'm going hey, to and drinking Lone Star beer is yes. what is what Russ Cole drank in season one. I uh, caught yeah. that. Oh, was it really? Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't even catch the beer that he was drinking for what I've seen of it. So, uh, But basically, you know, we just kind of got some mundane tasks here. People are doing some laundry. Uh, people are getting some exercise in. Uh, and we get to one of the guys at the very beginning who is speaking, I guess, French is what it sounded like. This is what it sounded like, yeah. Uh, but he's making, he's talking in French and he is talking to someone uh, via FaceTime and about a sandwich and <clears throat> as he like shows the sandwich to whoever it was he was talking to there's someone, one of the crew members one of the scientists we guess is in the background and it looks like he's having a seizure while standing yeah. and yes. it ends with him saying she's awake in a very cryptic yes. weird tone uh, 
And the next thing that happens is the delivery person, three days later, is showing up at the facility. Nobody's, oh, it said three days later? Yeah, it said December 20th. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, I missed that. Yeah. Okay, three days later. Okay. Yeah, so it said December 20th is when he's coming to the facility, and there's nobody there. But we do see a person just dart through. So the yes. horror element that you mentioned earlier yeah. is here. And he's walking through. He can't find anybody. And then he comes across a severed tongue. And that's kind of where the scene ends. What did you think about this introduction to the research facility? I thought it was just frightening as hell. Definitely the thing, the movie, the great John Carpenter movie. If you've ever seen that, it's on uh, Paramount Plus, by the way. I would definitely recommend watching that with uh, Kurt Russell. But like a lot of that where they're stuck in a space station and you know, weird stuff happens. And uh, this had a lot of that. It, It was very frightening. Yeah, it really was, because like I said, I didn't know if this guy was about to get killed, and obviously that is not the case, because he's the one who ends up calling in the cops for this, so... Uh, so after this, we then end up going to a crab processing plant. This is where we get the introduction of Callie Reese's character. It's not like the purpose of this isn't necessarily, you know, to get, go into a whole lot of specifics about what she's doing there. It's basically just to give us an idea that Evangeline Navarro, who is her character, uh, she's a tough lady and mm-hmm. you, you don't want to mess with her. Uh, so like right. said, that's kind of what the whole purpose of this is. Uh, just your initial thoughts when you met Evan- Evangeline Navarro. Uh, as you said, very intimidating. Would not want to go toe to toe with her. No, not at all. So, uh, we then get Jodie Foster's character. She's introduced to us for the first time. This is she is playing Liz Danvers. She shows up at the research center, and this is where where the Beatles are catching some strays because when she walks in, she's like immediately irritated because yeah. the Ferris Bueller movie that was on it will not go off, and for some reason, it's stuck on the parade scene where he is singing uh, <laughs> "Shake It Up, Baby." Uh, yeah. And, like, she's just, it won't go off. She's visibly upset and, like, is, like, tears up the DVD player to get the thing turned off. Uh, just great. Uh, but we also meet the other two characters. Uh, I need to pull up uh, their names real quick because I don't have them off the top of my head. Peter Pryor, played by Finn Bennett, who I've never seen before. He was really good. Yeah. And the great John, John Hawks as his, as his dad, Hank Pryor, who... Go ahead, Mark John Hawks as a potential villain all the way. <laughs> yeah. He is he is really catching some vibes as a villain. Yeah, his character was just really odd because I really wasn't, yeah. wasn't sure what they were doing with with his character. Well, he he just looked like he's hiding something the whole time. Oh, yeah. He's got this Russian bride. You know, he's he's got files in his house. Yeah, he's that was odd. Not cooperating. And John Hawks is a very known actor, a perfect character actor, a perfect villain. He he's putting the vibes out there off the uh, to start. Yeah, like I said, I wasn't really sure what they were doing with him because he his character was just really odd. Like apparently he yeah. was like the the chief or something before Liz yeah, got there. Yeah, yeah. And he has all these files at his own house, which is you yeah. know I don't understand the point of that either. But uh, like I said, this is lots of weird stuff going on with his character. But. And I liked the I already liked the and I didn't realize how much of uh, Peter Pryor was going to have a you know he was a pretty big role in this yeah he does uh, yeah so I'm, I'm interested to see where he goes and I, and I like the father-son aspect of that relationship because uh you know john hawks's character was kind of protecting him but it's kind of hard on him as well so that that's gonna be fun to watch and i've always been a long time fan of john hawks so i was glad to see him in this yeah like i said i i wasn't familiar with him either coming into this so it was interesting to see what they did with peter Pryor in this and you're right he's he had a bigger role than i was expecting yeah. he, i didn't recognize him from anything so he hasn't been in too much but 
he was doing, you know, like I said, his his character seems like it's going to be pretty pivotal to this entire thing. I mean, if you watch the the coming up on Night Country season, or just Night Country, the thing at the end of the credits, it looks like he's going to have a pretty big role throughout the course yeah. of this entire thing. So, uh, But she begins her investigation, and one of the things that they she comes across is when she was going through all this, she's going through the the workout room she's going through the kitchen she's going through all this stuff but she comes across a whiteboard and across the whiteboard is written we are all dead uh which was obviously very ominous and creepy yes. and scary uh but she also you know she when she gets back to talk to uh when she talks to what is peter Pryor's name what's his character name again i forgot to hold on the, the character is peter Pryor. the actor's finn bennett that's right all right so peter she gets back to peter's and her the dad's what's the dad's name hank hank thank you i had some written down stem written down here so she's talking to peter and she's talking to hank and she starts going through and it's just well, this is where we start to understand just how good of a detective she is and how what her yeah. detective skills are so she goes through all these qualities about why she knows that these guys have been out for a while because she wants to go ahead and get the search team started but hank's not really he, he's kind of like you know we don't know if know these guys just went out for a walk we don't we don't know anything about how long the meat looks fresh yeah so like he he's t- he's not real convinced that this is something that you know has been going on for a few days but she gives all this stuff about uh the mayonnaise on the sandwich has t- turned into jelly already she talks about how the, st- the clothes in the washing machine stink really bad and how it would take a, a few days for that to happen uh and so the- she gives us all these details about how she knows they've gone been gone for at least 48 hours and then they start to look at the tongue uh danvers explains why she knows the bl- tongue tongue belongs to a native woman something about the holes in the tongue or something along those lines yeah. i wasn't real sure about how all that works but nevertheless she's just basically saying that this is the tongue of a native woman and it they are immediately thinking about a prior cold case which we will learn about later on so uh jody foster her character liz danvers what you think about her at, at the initial meeting here like you said, very angry. Yes, <laughs> but very tough. I, I, you know, like you said, we haven't seen Jodie Foster in a while. I haven't seen her play angry old woman. No, we haven't. And so, uh, seen her play tough before. She's always, you know, a tough character, especially when she's playing a detective or anything. Right. But like um, seeing her, like older, like really on the the midst of maybe in a breakdown, yeah. but uh, also very smart. She knows what's going on. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that. She's obviously very intelligent. She's obviously very angry. Uh, you know, she's obviously led a very difficult life. Uh, you know, yeah. she obviously is also she is not from this area because they talk about how she was right. brought in uh, some yeah. time ago. I don't know. They haven't told us where she came from. Uh, if she's came from some other state, or, she was wearing a Minnesota Vikings uh, yeah. shirt. So that the, who knows what that means. Obviously, something happened to the father of her. Uh, of whoever she was married to, her stepchild, because right. later on they mentioned the dad was killed maybe by a drunk driver. Yeah. I, I, that's kind of what inferred. Yeah, so yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I will say also, Ennis, Alaska, not sure if it's a real place, but tourism, not going to go up. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, I, they probably didn't have to worry about that anyway. I can't imagine yeah. too many people going to uh, the very northern parts of Alaska wanting to, uh, to explore that area, but nevertheless... Uh, 
next thing we meet, the next person we meet is uh, Fiona Shaw's character. We learn at the end of the episode, her name is Rose uh, Zagal. What was her last name? I forget. Uh, I don't have a full Zaganu. Zaganu. Uh, Zaganu. It began with a Z. Zaganu. Uh, so we, we meet her character, and we don't get much of an introduction to her character, but she is out uh, just like. I don't know what was she doing. I don't even. I didn't write down what she was doing, but she was doing she something. Was, uh, cleaning she a deer. was. She was cleaning a deer. Yeah, That's what she was. I thought it was a wolf. Well, it may have been a wolf. I, I just assumed it was a deer. I was it, just so shocked to see Fiona Shaw, the great Fiona Shaw, know. you know, doing that. That was crazy. I know we haven't seen her since uh, Andor. I saw her quite yeah. a bit in Andor. Well, but yeah, but not not someone you know a British uh, a famed British actress. Oh, yeah. You don't see her like you know taking down a deer or taking down a wolf. No, you wouldn't. But uh, so she's cleaning this animal, whether whatever it was, she's cleaning it. And I thought it was one of the crew that had. I thought her. it was too. But that is obviously not the case when we get to, get to the end of this thing. And she, yeah. uh, but she calls out to the guy, and her, the person's name is Travis, and he's not wearing much of clothing to like to be out in this yeah. in, the, in the middle of winter of Alaska. So like I said, I wasn't really sure what they were doing that uh i felt like they would give us some type of a clue and they do at the end of this thing we'll talk about that when we get there but i wasn't really sure what was going on there uh so like i said there's lots already that i'm very confused about but very interested in uh at the start of this thing so yeah because travis actually looks like the french guy yeah that's what that's what i thought he was i thought it was the french guy and uh, apparently it is not and i looked to try to i looked on imdb to see if i could find a a IMDb of who was playing this, and I could not find anybody for. Yeah, I can't find it either. Yeah. So, anyway, so this is the first time though that we see Navarro and Danvers together, uh, and you can tell the two don't like each other. Uh, there, there's obviously some bad blood there. Yeah, there's some real bad blood there. So, uh, they go through and they they're talking about basically the previous cold case, uh, and you know this is obviously you know whatever happened. She gets when Navarro got the call at the crab factory earlier. Uh, some obviously something went off, and there were some bells that you know people said you need to know about this. And Navarro is like trying to really press her for this, and she's and Danvers is just kind of like not having any of it. Uh, she's trying to basically play her off. Uh, but basically at this point, Navarro gets a call from. Um, her somebody in town i'm not exactly sure who this person was but her daughter has apparently gotten into some trouble uh and not like i said apparently i wasn't sure if this was her her real daughter and we learned later on that's more of a stepdaughter type thing uh yeah. but they were she was apparently filming herself uh having sex with her girlfriend and this girlfriend is apparently a 16 year old i don't know how old the daughter was uh, they never really get yeah, into they that never really, but the mom walked in and yeah. the mom was not happy no, the mom as you could ima- yeah. as you could imagine as you can imagine because not only was she in you know in in a in sexual position with with another with the girl uh, I don't know if that, how much even that had to play into it but uh you know it's it's underage uh, so they were filming it so there's all kinds of issues that were going on there yeah. uh, but while they're having this conversation somebody flies in front of them uh, in another vehicle ends up slamming into a light pole. Apparently, this is a person that they have dealt with in the past. Uh, her name was Stacy. Uh, she was drunk while she was driving. Uh, this is not the first time she's been down this road. But basically, yeah. it, what the whole point of this, I think, is just to show us just how much Danvers hates drunk drivers because, and they're not really yeah. telling us why here, but we'll learn out. We'll learn later on. Uh, yeah. But I think that's what they're trying to do is because she, when she finds out that Stacy is drunk, she's just not happy about it. No, she is not happy at all. So, uh, and you can see also you can also see that uh, her her daughter. I, I didn't write her daughter's name down, but um, 
her daughter is, I can tell, like, you know, she's she's seeing her respond to a drunk driver, and you can tell that that's bothering. I believe her daughter's name is Kayla. Okay. Well, I think that was, I thought that was Peter's fiance or something. No, I can't remember. I'll get that written down somewhere later, uh, but I'm not sure. Uh, sorry about this, guys. We do this, our HBO shows, we do all, right as immediately after they air, so we, we try to get all yeah. the, we try to get all this stuff down. It's not always easy, so. Anyway, um... Navarro, she ends up at some kind of a plant, and she's talking to somebody. I never caught the person's name. I couldn't find a person for it on IMDb. Uh, but apparently, this person that she's talking to at this plant had knew something about this cold case that she's that she was working well, it on. It sounded like it was. It sounded like it was his sister. Okay, I wasn't sure exactly what the relationship was on this, but uh, there's obviously a relationship, and that makes sense that it would be his sister. And so she's trying to get a little bit more information. Uh, they go and talk about it. Uh, and at this point, Officer Cooper gets uh, calls Navarro away. And apparently her sister is having some mental health issues uh, because this is who she's going to see. Uh, Officer Cooper is talking to her about, you know, the things that has been happening, you know, and he says, you know, nobody was in there. She, the door was locked. The windows are closed tight. uh, But her sister obviously has some mental health issues. She doesn't want to go to a hospital. They, apparently they have discussed this in the past. Uh, She doesn't want to go to a hospital at all. But in the bar tells her, well, you got, you've got to be good. You got to be healthy. So, you know, you've got to kind of hold up your end of the bargain. Obviously, this is going to mean something later on down the road. Yeah. Because yeah, you don't absolutely. introduce it yeah. here if, if you're not. Yeah. But what were your thoughts about yeah. all this so far? Yeah, it, it just shows again that, you know, this town, there's a lot going on, and Navarro is dealing with a lot. Yeah, she obviously has quite a bit on her, on her plate, and... It's obvious that she's not just real happy with some of the things that have happened in the past, and she's kind of right. dealing with that as well. So, All right, let's take a real quick break, and then we'll finish up the rest of the episode. All right, we go back uh, to the episode, and Danvers is basically... Excuse me, is trying to discuss the funding of Salal with Peter. And while she is trying to do it, the drunk driver, Stacy, is just wailing in the background, oh, not even allowing him to do so. Uh, she wants to go home. And unfortunately, Hank is like not. Is, well, Hank is wanting to let her go and just let her out. And apparently, they have some history together. And Danvers yeah. isn't having any of it. She's like put her back in. I uh, doesn't. I don't care what she's done. What blowjobs she's given you in the past. Uh, she's not going. She's not getting off that easy. Then we get to go to Peter's home. Um, uh, Peter was this his fiance, his girlfriend. It, you know, it was hard to tell. They have a kid together. Yeah, they have a kid together who is named Darwin. Uh, like that aunt feels like it's going to be significant, uh, just because I don't know too many people naming their children Darwin. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, it feels like that's going to be kind of significant as we get into this a little bit later on. But they do have a child together, and he is having a, a, a nice little moment with 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 Darwin, and. Kayla is the is the is the fiance, the girlfriend, whoever it is. Uh, okay. Yeah, she wants to she wants to have a moment at this at this time with with, with her boyfriend or whoever it is. But the phone starts ringing and she's trying to get the phone away from Peter. Peter's trying to get it, and Peter ends up winning out. Uh, Danvers wants Peter to go to his dad's house to retrieve a file. And this is like I said, I don't know why all these files because there's a lot of files. There is at this man's a house. lot, a lot. So, it's, it, it really makes John Hawks, again, look guilty. Yeah, so like I said, I don't know why he has these files there. I don't know why she, because apparently Danvers is the boss now, so I don't know why he, she can't like order him to bring the files back to the police <laughs> right. office. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, so like I said, I don't really know what's going on with, with that, but, and Peter obviously is not, he's breaking some trust with his father to go get these files because he sends his dad off to try to look for food, try to get something to drink, do all this type of stuff while he is frantically going through all these files and ends up finding the box, throws it out the window and... Yeah, and Hank basically doesn't believe at this point. For a moment, it looks like he doesn't believe that that's the reason why Peter says he was there, which was to find a a picture of himself. Uh, he doesn't believe it, but when Peter shows him a picture, he's like, "Oh, okay, well, uh, that's great." And like I said, he, he kind of pulls one over his dad at that point. What do you think about All right, that? So I, f- I thought that was very interesting because again, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with John Hawks, and then. Was he hiding? And also, it's it's interesting that Peter is closer to Liz than yeah. his mother. Yeah, I mean, to his father. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, and, and they they again insinuated at the beginning of this thing that because she said at the beginning of this when they were looking at the sandwich, uh, you know, she knows this about sandwiches because she knows you know her uh, right. after you find a uh, sandwich in your daughter's backpack after a couple of days, and she yeah. says to Hank at that point, you know, you were never the sandwich making kind of dad, were you? And she says, right. or was he, Peter? So there, there. I found something on HBO's website. Isabel Star LeBlanc is Lee Danvers, so that's the daughter. Okay. Lee is the daughter. Uh, Annie lambry plays kayla maley kayla is peter's wife a wife okay 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 so th- this is what this says wife and then uh akia Nav- navana plays julie navara so julia julia not julie julian is is the uh, sister is the sister okay. okay yeah like i said i wasn't wasn't real sure who all was playing those well imdb is not helping at all yeah me. they're they're not helping at all with this and look the part of it is because i'm sure this is the first night that it aired right. so that's that probably plays into it as well so um but anyway like i said just really interesting stuff there between peter and his father yeah. like uh, i said i did not know this was going to be such a big part of the show and it's interesting yeah it is like i said i don't it, john hawk's character you're right i mean lots of just kind of weird things going on with him so uh, then we go back to Fiona Shaw. She is, like I said, her character's name is Rose, and she has gone out to the Travis person. Uh, like I said, we didn't know who he was at first. And it's just some weird random guy showing up in her yard. She starts following him. Uh, like I said, that was... Well, he's pointing, right? Wasn't he pointing? Yeah, he was pointing because that's what she... Uh, well, I, I know he's pointing at the end. Did he point here at this point, at this moment, too? Oh, he was doing a weird dance or something. That was at the end. Okay, you're thinking of the end. Okay. Yeah, you're thinking okay. of, of the end of this because like he just turns... I'm pretty sure at this point, he just turns around and starts walking and she starts following him. Okay, that's what it was. You're right. You're yeah, right. So, like I said... We don't get a lot of Fiona Shaw on this, but it, like I was super interested in everything yes. that was happening when she was Absolutely. on Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Danvers, we're back to Danvers, and she starts to give Peter uh, the details of the cold case because Peter has taken the case to her home. Uh, and she's obviously not wanting to share a whole lot with him about it, uh, but no. he but he keeps prying and keeps prying, and she eventually, she eventually gives in and starts to really f- uh, clue him in on what has happened in this cold case that she's referring to. So, uh, the girl was a name, uh, was a, a native girl who was named Annie, and I didn't catch the last name, Kotuk or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, Kotuk. Uh, but, but they is, called her Anna, Anna Kay. Okay, so Anna Kay is the, is the victim of this previous case. Stabbed, 
32 times. Yes. And she also explains why Navarro is so obsessed with this case and also explains a little bit about why she acts the way she does at the beginning at the crab uh, packing plant. Uh, apparently, she clings to these cases when where women are hurt or endangered. Uh, yeah. And for whatever reason, you know, those seem to hit her home, hit home at home with her a lot harder than any other cases do. And she's giving this explanation for it. And she also reveals to Peter, or at least Peter kind of begins to infer that this case obviously meant a lot more to Danvers than what she was originally letting on. Yes. Um, and apparently, like I said, well, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll hold on that for uh, anyway. So uh, the next thing we get, we go back to Navarro, and she's having what I can only describe as a booty call uh, yeah, uh, yeah. with a character named Eddie Kavarik. Uh, and it's also quite clear in their encounter that we get in this episode that she's the one who calls the shot in this relationship. Yes, yes, I would agree on that. Yeah, what do you think about that whole episode? Yeah, that was uh, it was interesting to watch her. Uh, you know, just uh, overpower that young man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it was just really interesting to watch that entire scene play out uh, because it was, like I said, she's the one who was in charge yeah. of the entire thing. So, yes. Uh, they have a little conversation after their their moment, and she leaves, and she takes his SpongeBob toothbrush with him with her. Yeah, that was uh, that was weird, man. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Like I said, I wasn't really sure what they were doing with that. I, I can understand why Eddie was grossed out. She was using his toothbrush. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I mean. Uh, they didn't kiss, so I guess you know yeah, yeah. maybe that's why he's grossed about. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it was just kind of a, it was a weird scene altogether. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but Amber's and her daughter they start to have a conversation, uh, and uh, apparently something in the past happened that made Danvers adopt her. So it makes it clear that apparently this was a stepdaughter relationship. Yeah, the husband, her, the actual father died, and she tells her, you know, you didn't have to be my mom. And like I said, there's a lot that's implied here at this point but we don't get any full explanation i'm sure there will yeah. be more explanation that comes down the road but it does at least give us a little bit of background into their relationship um what did you think about all, all that yeah i thought it was interesting again we're we're starting to get little pieces of what brought liz here right you know and then what happened to that to the husband uh they kind of make it to me sound like he got killed by a drunk driver but but i'm not 100 percent on that yeah, that's kind of what, I mean, that's pretty clear what the, I think they're going for, is that this yeah. that this man that she was married to at one time, he was killed by a drunk driver, but uh, yeah. I'm sure they'll reveal more about that later on. All right, the last real normal thing that happens in this thing before the weird really <laughs> takes over, uh, Navarro is passing the guy that she arrested at the beginning of the episode, and he's just talking about all these awful things that he's going to do, I guess to his wife, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. And yeah. when she is when she passes his tow truck, she pours Bailey's Irish cream into his gas tank and says, "Merry Christmas." Uh, so, yeah. like I said, that's really the last normal thing that happens in this episode because everything else from here is just weird and creepy. Yes, yes, uh, uh, that's the perfect way to say it. So, Danvers is. Uh, going through photos uh, uh, no, I'm sorry I skipped a couple things so a, a can just kind of reaches up out of nowhere and grabs Danvers while she's asleep and then we yeah. hear someone say she's awake just like the guy yeah. at the beginning thing said then we have Navarro who is driving through town she is talking to someone about Annie I'm assuming this is somebody that is related to her or had something to do with her case previously so she is talking to Annie and while she is talking to this person on the phone she hears the same thing she hears somebody say she's awake and almost hits a one-eyed polar bear yes one-eyed 
Yeah, so like I said, uh, just your general thoughts on that little section of the episode. Right uh, there. I gotta say, it, it kind of hit me the tingles. I was yeah, like, look at this. And this is what you want in a show like this. Oh, you yeah. want weird stuff that you're like, why the hell is this happening? Yeah, because uh, that's exactly was my thought. I was like, what? And is also going throwing on? it, throwing in a one-eyed uh, pair, well, even and I, better, and even a, better, and a hand that just comes out of nowhere, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Like, if that were to happen to me, I would just be freaking out right. <laughs> in the middle of my bed. So, ah, like I said, I was like, okay, they are, they are. Re- I mean, like I said, I've seen a couple episodes of of the first season. Nothing goes in those episodes. No, nothing seen, like this. Nothing yeah. goes as hard as this is going so far. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so Danver starts going. This, I guess, whatever woke her up, whatever strange hand, like, you know, is this thing that is waking her up? But uh, uh, from that is family. But uh, yeah. after. <laughs> he has woken her up uh, she starts going through the photos of all the scientists uh, she's going through them looking for anything that she can she then looks over at the the box that has the case from Annie's cold case over there she starts going through photos from it as well and while she is going through both of the photos and comparing them she notices that the jacket the parka that annie was wearing it has a tear on a certain shoulder she then goes and looks at one of the pictures from the scientists and she notices that one of the scientists has on the same jacket but it has a patch covering where it was torn and so she realizes that somehow or another these two are connected uh she's kind yeah. of she's kind of been in denial about the cases being connected yeah. uh she she hasn't really wanted to admit it but at this point it feels like she has no choice what were your thoughts yeah yeah same thing i thought that that really stood out and even later on she even admits it to navarre when she's like like you said she's kind of hesitant to, even though she knows it's the right it's the same jacket yeah so uh so at this point she goes back to the research center uh it's apparent that someone is there and that person is navarro uh they have a little bit of a discussion uh, a little bit of an argument about whether or not she should actually be there uh this is when this is when danvers reveals that she knows something about a coat and they both begin to look for it uh navarro begins to talk about the case about the annie case because we haven't really gotten a lot of details about it but yeah this is but as navarro is talking about it she talks about how awful it was and we're getting flashbacks to her remembering the case because mm-hmm. apparently you know danvers doesn't show up on the scene until months after this case actually had taken place and it feels like at least the feeling that i got was danvers shut the case down because she couldn't solve it and there was and they weren't going to continue to invest resources in and this is kind of this appears to be the friction between the two of them is that danvers shut this case down and annie wasn't ready to let it go yeah yeah and it sounds like that and like they weren't agreeing on the on the case to begin with their methods are a little bit different like uh you know navarro's very spiritual you know and trying to you know hearing things right. and like uh Denver's more old school cop yeah like she's gonna be you know if i can't see it can't touch it can't feel it it's right. it, it's not yeah. worth considering and navarro you know apparently they're i'm assuming they're making out that she's she's a native person as well yeah yeah that's right uh, so, like I said, so she's going to rely on you know the spirit world and things like that. As well. yeah. she pulls that into her policing as well, and the two don't see eye to eye. So, uh, but it's at this point 
that Danvers gets a call. Apparently, the search team that was out looking for the bodies says that they found something, but it was actually Rose. And this is the first time that we learn Fiona Shaw's character's name. Uh, her name is Rose, and they say that she found something on the ice. And apparently, they have dealt with her enough before because when they get there, they just say, hey, to Rose, like she's just a normal <laughs> yeah, person. Yeah. So, like I said, the, the, apparently, there's some type of relationship there. But when Navarro passes her and she asks her, she says, how'd you find it? She says, Travis showed her. And that's when Navarro stops because... <laughs> Apparently, there's something wrong with that. And the reason that there is something wrong with it is because Navarro says, Travis is dead. And yeah. Rose says, yeah, I know. And, like, they just kind of go about their business after that. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? I thought it was very interesting yeah. that, you know, one, Travis is dead. And, they, you know, it's normal for Rose to have this kind of interaction. Yeah, because basically, and this is what I'm, I'm, I passed over this. This is the scene where you're talking about because when Rose is following Travis around, he stops at a point. Yeah. He starts doing a dance, uh, some weird dance. I don't know what he was doing. I was kind of getting AO vibes from him. Uh, yeah. And then he ends it with pointing to just off in the distance. I wasn't really exactly sure what he was pointing to, but obviously this is what uh, he OA, was pointing not to. AO. Yeah, the OA. Yeah, the OA, my bad. Uh, Very weird show on Netflix if yeah, you want to check it out. Kind of weird like this is. So, uh, but the episode, it ends with what looks like three of the scientists buried in the snow. Uh, there was a lot more scientists in this facility. so Eight. Eight are missing. So, like I said, and there's only, uh, I did catch that right there. were only three of them there, right? I couldn't tell. Okay. I couldn't tell. It looked like I only saw three heads. Now, there could be some people buried beneath them. Who yeah. knows? But, yeah. uh, like I said, so, like, just a, you know, weird way to end this thing. Uh, you know, yeah. lots of questions. Uh, then they, of course, did you watch the thing that said, you know, coming up on this season? Yes, right? I did. It is really freaky. Yeah, it does. It looks like it's going to get incredibly strange as this thing yeah. goes, play, play, continues yeah. to play out. And so. I noticed a couple of Easter eggs to season one. Okay. Like I mentioned, the Lone Star beer. Okay. Uh, in, in the coming up scenes, they show that symbol, yeah. which is the Carcassa. Carcassa? Uh -huh. It's what was in the first season. Yeah, I noticed that immediately too. I was like, "Oh, that was from that was from season yeah. one." So yeah, and then also Russ Cole, Matthew McConaughey's character, was from Alaska and spent time in Alaska. So that has to be some kind of yeah. connection. It probably is. I wouldn't be surprised if that's if that's the case at all. So, all right, anything else you want to add before we get to our weekly awards on this? It's it is it feels more like a horror movie than anything we've watched in a while than any other seasons of True Detective and that actually really excites me. Yeah, it, it's like I'm really interested to see where they go with this, so uh, it should be it'll be fun to find out. So yeah, all right, let's do our weekly awards. All right. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we're covering a season of a show, we give out six weekly awards. They are all tied to the six characters of Friends. I'm sorry, I'm doing our, our season awards. Excuse me. Uh, our first weekly award is the Tyrion Lannister. That is the MVP for the week. Who is your Tyrion Lannister? I think you got to go with the two leads, man. I think you got to go with Jodie Foster and Callie, uh, Kaylee Reese. Yeah. Who... By the way, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Jodie Foster, again, very impressive. Yeah, it really is. I'll be really interested to see how their relationship plays out throughout the course yeah. of this thing. Uh, she was really good, and she the parts she was in, you know, Navarre is a very interesting character, and Jodie Foster is just... 
phenomenal. Good to see her again, and I, I'm, I'm I hate that it's taken this long for her to lead a show like this. Yeah, it's 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 like it's like we talked about at the beginning. It's been a while since we've seen her. So yeah, uh, the act all along, the best scene of the week. Uh, what do you want to go with? I mean, I think you got to start with where Navarra and Danvers are in the station to where they get called on to the bodies are. Yeah, that was. That, look, there's a lot of good ones. Um, there really is, yeah. But I think the first scene is really good. Oh, yeah. The, the opening scene was just absolutely fantastic. I mean, you're yeah. just immediately drawn into... When, when you start seeing yeah. the guys seizing and then say she's awake, yeah. you're immediately kind of just like wrapped into right. the story uh, just as soon as it happens. So, uh, But I'm with you. I think that's probably the best one to go with. So. I didn't catch. I didn't. I was too busy trying to write other notes down. Uh, the if you come with the king, you best not miss. Did you write any lines down? Well, I think she's awake is the line. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're probably right about that because they mentioned that quite a bit throughout the course of this episode, and we don't know who she yeah. is. We don't yeah. know who's awake. I mean, it made me think initially Annie that the, when we we finally yeah. reveal her, but. I don't know. I don't have the first clue who, who this person is. But the only other thing, John Hawks does say early on, it's getting dark, so you know it's going to get weird. Yeah, he does say that, uh, which yeah. and, and it has been in this show. Yes, uh, we won, yes. We're only one episode into it. So, uh, All right, let's do our rating then. Uh, rating time here on the Main Attraction Podcast. Whenever we're discussing a season of a show, we rate it as we go along. At the top of our list is a succession. Beneath the succession is a loss. Middle of the road forest is a friends. Beneath the friends is full house. And bottom of the barrel forest is Baywatch. What are you giving this first episode of True Detective Night Country? I love the swings. I like where this is heading, I'm, but I'm going to stick with the loss to start. But, man, this has a lot of promise. Yeah, I I really kind of wanted to go with succession because I, I think it's it's done on a, on a mm-hmm. succession level. But I don't know where they're going with any of this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I need to find out where they're going with all of this before we get up to a succession because I truly do not know at this point. Yeah, but it has so much promise. Again, if you're going to direct a pilot and get people hooked, this is how you do it. Yeah, it really is. It's a, it's it's really well done. It's great to get something back from HBO. So we haven't talked about an HBO yeah. show in basically no, it's a year. Been since, yeah. Yes, has it been since Succession? Yeah, I gonna, yeah, Succession. I forgot about Succession because I was thinking of The Last of Us, but no, we did Succession. So about eight months or so since we've done. Uh, it's been a while. Show. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, uh, I watched Seven last night, and I really was getting some of the vibes from that because oh, yeah. you know it's so dark, right? And, and like the the sinister stuff going on, and I had to rent it. It's it's not streaming anywhere. And then also, again, the thing if you really want to watch one of the masters of horror, John Carpenter, and you can see where so many movies have ripped off the right. thing. It's, uh, it's all Paramount Plus, so I would recommend that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, normally we do like recommendations, and uh, I got a couple. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead because I have a whole lot. Yeah. So, I watched the uh, Jake Johnson movie Self Reliance on Hulu. Okay. It just came out. Yeah, it's like a dark co- dark comedy with uh, Anna Kendrick and um, Andy Samberg. It was really good. Okay. It is a. It's like a mystery. It's kind of like, uh, speaking of uh, David Fincher, who directed Seven, he directed The Game. Kind of feels like The Game, but it's very funny. It's very interesting. You don't know what's going on, but it, it will keep you watching. So I would definitely, uh, definitely recommend that. Uh, also, I watched the Netflix heist comedy movie Kevin Hart starring Kevin Hart called Lift uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is in that uh, Billy Magnuson it's got a good cast oh uh, our girl from um, from Loki Gugu uh, Mbatha Raw 
Yes, she's well, she's the female lead. Okay. Oh, and Sam Worthington. It's pretty good. I mean, it's the CGI is just bad at times with some of the action pieces, but yeah. that just seems to be the way with some Netflix movies. Yeah. But I, you know, if you're looking for something fun to watch, it's like an hour and a half. It's it's worth watching. But Self Reliance was really good. If you like Jake Johnson from New Girl, I would definitely recommend that. And the last thing I watched, uh, Dan Levy from Shit's Creek. Uh, has a movie on Netflix called Good Grief, where his spouse dies, uh, and he has to he goes on a road trip with some friends, and one of them is Hemish Patel okay. from Station Eleven and Tenant, and it is really good. It's it's a movie about like uh, what's going on with someone and you know friends dealing with grief, and then it has some humor as well. So it's a Netflix movie, Good Grief. Okay, uh, I'll have to catch out some of those. I've not seen any of them yet, but they all sound like they're pretty good. So I, I think know. you would really like Self Reliant. Yeah, it sounds like something I really enjoy. Yeah. So uh, I'll have to check out those. So uh, anything else you want to add before we sign off for this week? Yeah, appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I will echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true. <laughs>